Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Earl, and I'm a recovering car dealer. And I'm uh, doing a radio show out here on the True Oldie channel. We don't sing to you. We just talk about cars. How not to be ripped off by a car dealer. Uh, When you're buying a car, leasing a car, maintaining, repairing a car, whatever it is you do with a car dealer, it's kind of like walking on a minefield. You have to be very, very careful. And that's the reason we exist. I say we because I'm in the studio here uh, with a, a group of auto experts. To my right is Rick Kearney, who is a uh, well, we call him an auto computer scientist. You may refer to him as a mechanic or maybe a technician, depending on your age. But he's really an auto computer scientist. He understands everything there is to know about the electronics, the computerization, and a little bit of mechanical on cars. He can answer all your questions, and and he's he bats about 990. Every now and then we get stumped, but hey, we got Google, so we can find almost all answers that you may. Uh, call us or text us about and to his right is nancy stewart my co-host here on earl stewart on cars nancy is uh well not only my wife uh, she's a uh, uh, part of uh, this show because she's a woman's advocate about automobile dealers why do women need a special advocate well because women have been taken advantage of for many years can you say hashtag me too? Uh, it's a movement going on now yesterday was international women's day and uh Things just aren't the same today as they were uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. I was born in 1940, grew up in the 50s and 60s, and uh, times were different. Uh, Nancy's about my age, too. And so we had that vantage point of looking at the way life was for women and the way it's evolved. And believe me, car dealerships are far behind in that evolution. So Nancy will address especially the women in our audience, and she does a good job of it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got Stu Stewart. Howdy, howdy. Stu is my son. Uh, He's part of uh, our business. Now, in full disclosure, you have to know I am a car dealer. Uh, I say that with a little bit of trepidation because I know that you don't hold car dealers in the greatest of esteem. But I have been since 1968. But remember, I'm a recovering car dealer. And I like to think I've evolved. I've evolved into a consumer advocate. And that's what I am. I'm a consumer advocate to help you. Stu is part of that team. uh, And he is, uh, well, he's not a millennial. What do you call yourself, Stu? I'm a Gen Xer. Gen Xer, okay. He's a Gen Xer. He's got a perspective also on the way cars are sold. And he came along about the time I was getting ready to get out of the car business. uh, And uh, he said to me that he might want to uh, join me in the car business, except for the fact he just didn't like the way cars were sold. And he was instrumental in the way I changed my life, the way I sold cars, uh, changed my personal life, too. Made a lot of changes over the past 20 or 30 years. And here I am at 95.9 FM, 960 AM, 105.9 FM, True Oldie Station. And another station before that, been doing this radio show for 14 years. I hope we have some new listeners, and my apologies to our regular listeners who've heard a lot of this uh, over and over again, but I have to set the stage because a lot of new folks tune in and don't know what's going on, Uh, expect me to sing to them, I don't do that, why are we here? So here's a Gallup poll stick I do, 
The Gallup organization is one of the oldest and most trusted polling organization in the world. The Gallup uh, started doing a poll in 1977, and it's called Honesty and Ethics in Professions. Honesty and Ethics in Professions. They ask you, the American consumer, to vote on which businesses do you think are the most honest and ethical? And of course, by default, who's, which businesses aren't? And every year since 1977, car dealers have been either at the bottom, I mean dead last, or second or third. Occasionally we get eked out by congressmen or lobbyists. Last year, I must say, car dealers were able to maintain the dead last spot. 2018, car dealers were considered by the American consumer, the American car buyer, the most unethical and dishonest business. So that's why we're here. We talk about why that is. We talk about uh, what we can do to change it, what you can do to change it, and this show is part of it. Uh, we ask you to call the show, and we have a lot of ways we, be can, we can be contacted. The old-fashioned way is just 877-960-9960. You might want to write that number down because uh, you'll be listening to the show and something will come up, and you'll have a question, a comment, a criticism. By the way, we, rel- we welcome your criticisms. We love a little controversy. That's good talk radio. If I agree with everybody, that's no fun. 877-960-9960. Now, our mo- more popular than calling, and I think texting is almost replacing phone calls today, is, t- is the text information, the text posting, you might call it. And that's area code 772-497-6530. Text us at 772-497-6530, and we will answer your question. That'll be anonymous. Plus, but wait, there's more. We're streaming. We're streaming on Facebook, and I believe we have the bandwidth because we got Jonathan in the control room in there, and he's adjusting things so that we can also stream on YouTube. So... Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. You can see me and Nancy and Rick and Stu in living color as we speak. And Nancy's beautiful, by the way. Nancy. Oh, very good. It's very good. Just look at it yourself. That's yeah, all. fantastic. Nancy. Where are uh, tell, the, tell the ladies out there uh, what we have in store for them if they We're call the show. We're this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but most of all, ladies... Uh, Let's celebrate International Women's Day again this morning. And uh, you can help me do that uh, by calling in at 877-960-9960 and uh, share your opinion with us or give us some advice. Uh, By doing that, you can win yourself $50. The first three lady callers can win themselves $50. The first three new lady callers help us to build a platform here at Earl Stewart on Cars, and uh, I do need your help. We, as women, need to stand together and let our voices be heard. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. One of the things that uh, I talk about the show over and over, and I apologize to our 
uh, regular listeners is leasing. I talk about leasing a lot. And when Nancy and I speak, Rick and Nancy and I speak at different groups. For example, we were the Cascade Men's Club uh, last Sunday. And one of the most common questions, in fact, we got into a, a very long discussion, Q&A, about leasing. Leasing has become very, very popular, mainly because the auto manufacturers and the car dealers are pushing it. And there are a lot of pitfalls to leasing. A lot of things that you don't know about that are that's concealed in the fine print and the leasing contract. Car dealers, before forewarned, make substantially more money when they lease you a car. Car dealers also uh, are able to control you more and bring you back. People who lease cars are far more likely to lease another car or buy another car from the same dealer. And of course, they're also far more likely to buy another car through that manufacturer. So the auto manufacturers are pushing leasing. Chances are, if you've seen an auto ad recently, it was a leasing ad, and that's the reason. There's nothing wrong with leasing, other than it's far more complicated. It's also easier for you to be taken advantage of because of that. But you need to understand, if you made the decision to buy a vehicle, and you're prepared, and you've done your homework, and you go into a car dealership, and that car salesperson says, and he will say, have you considered leasing? Or, I think you should lease the car. It would be less expensive, or it's a better deal for you to lease a car. Red flag should go up, because in most cases, that car dealer is making a 1000 or $2,000 more when he leases your car. There are a lot more hidden fees when you lease a car than when you buy a car. When you buy a car, the hidden fees are famous. You know, the, the uh, dealer fee, which goes by multiple names. Most dealers in Florida now have at least two, maybe three, or even four dealer fees. This, this averages about $1,000. With leasing, there's multiple more fees behind those. So beware, and, and, and when they say lease, the red flag goes up. We have a first-time caller. Her name is Karen. Welcome to the show, Karen. What can we do for you this morning? On YouTube, do a lot of um, girls, you know, <coughs> videos on how to do certain things and all that stuff. So I am um, <coughs> in a situation where I have a lease vehicle, which I will, you know, be having to turn in in a, in a little bit. And I am 78 years old, and I and I don't I don't know if I should lease another vehicle, or with the idea of purchasing one, with the idea of that being maybe my last my last car that I will you know will ever get or so. And I did talk to my salesman um, last week. And he he said, if I bring my car in now, he, they will forgive the remaining note on the car. And I told him, I says, well, wouldn't that just you know whatever is owed on it? Let's say twelve hundred dollars. I don't know twelve hundred dollars. They would just forgive that. And I says, wouldn't that roll into it somewhere in the price of a you know of a new car? He says, oh no, it wouldn't show up at all. And. Um, so I'm sort of in a quandary. I really don't know what to do. Um, I know you. You know it's hard to find a, a, a salesperson who is, you know, upfront with you and honest. And I and I said, isn't leasing more profitable for you than than you know purchasing? He says, Oh no, not at all. 
So I just need some guidance <laughs> what to do. Well, Karen, uh, believe me, you're not alone. I mentioned the Cascade Men's Club that Nancy and Rick and I spoke uh, at uh, last Sunday, and there were multiple people that were in this situation. Uh, uh, my last column uh, is uh, seniors beware when you're leasing. Uh, when you when you lease a car, you're obligated for all the payments of the lease. 36-month lease, when you sign that contract from the first day, you owe the leasing company 36 monthly payments. And you've also been money out of pocket for the upfront fee, uh, security deposits, first lease payment, uh, tax and tag, and things like this. So uh, you, you've, you, you're out of pocket a lot when you lease a car. And then if you, something comes up, uh, you're in your 70s, Nancy and I are in our 70s, uh, things happen. You've got uh, ways that doctors say, hey, you shouldn't drive anymore. Uh, vision, uh, uh, hearing, uh, reflexes. Uh, a lot of seniors have to you know, stop driving cars. And, of course, <clears throat> uh, we recognize the fact that there's also, you, know, you, can, you can die. I mean, there's a lot of things going to happen where you can't drive a car. The older you get, the higher the probability. Therefore, you need to understand this, that there's no getting around the debt that you owe the leasing company. Uh, if, uh, if you lease a car and, and you, can't, you can't drive it anymore for a very good reason, even the doctor gives you a letter, the leasing company doesn't care. You still owe that. Now, there's some possibilities that you can assign this lease to a third party. This is pretty tricky, and it depends upon the approval of the leasing company. Uh, there are there are third parties companies that this is what they do. They find a third party that will have the credentials to be approved by the leasing company and assume the lease price at some number. Doesn't necessarily have to be what you owe. So my advice is lean toward purchasing at this stage of your life and you can there is no adva inherent advantage to leasing other than the fact that you don't have to come out of pocket, you shouldn't have to come out of pocket as much with a, with a lease as a purchase. Now, when you, uh, what your salesman alluded to, if you turn your car in with them, they waive something called a lease disposition fee. Varies from leasing company to leasing company. It can be as little as three or four hundred dollars. It could be higher. It depends on the manufacturer. But if you buy another car from that same dealer or from that same manufacturer, they will waive it too. It's the manufacturer that gives you that privilege of waiving that disposition fee. Don't feel like you're obligated to go to that same dealer. If he knows you're obligated to come to him, then he will not be flexible in negotiating the price. Let the dealer know that you want to purchase another car instead of lease it, and let that dealer know that you're going to another dealer. Uh, let's say you're buying a Honda. Go to the dealer that leaves you this Honda, and then check with two other Honda dealers to get the best price, because there's nothing that keeps a dealer honest better than competition. Taking the exact same vehicle that you want to buy and getting prices from two other dealers with the same make. That way they will waive the lease disposition fee and then when you're making payments on that purchase you're building equity. And if you can't drive and you build equity in that vehicle you can sell the vehicle and actually have cash in your pocket instead of writing out a check for 30 payments or 18 payments or something like that. I hope that answered your question, Karen. Well, um, yeah, I was 
he said he would um, forgive the if I handed the car in now he would forgive the last pay, four payments of my um, of the lease, but wouldn't that show up somewhere else in the, in the, if I were to purchase or lease another vehicle? It, I mean, it, they're just not going to it should. swallow it, that, are they? It should. If, when they it, put that into something else or hide it in the next vehicle that I purchased? Right. It, uh, sometimes a manufacturer will have a program where they will waive on uh, certain payments, number of payments toward the end of the lease. That's one of the reasons manufacturers like to lease uh, you cars because they can use that to induce you to buy or lease another car from them. Uh, but if it's a salesperson saying that he will do it, then he's not being honest with you. He will include those in the f- next lease, and it should show up in there if you examine it carefully. But it's difficult to spot that. Same thing with a purchase. It's difficult to spot that. Uh, if he makes that claim, you, you ask should that question. Yeah, you ask that question, and you see in black and white from that manufacturer. If it's a Honda dealer, the Honda should have in print that to you saying, "We have a special program, Honda, that if you turn your car in now, we will waive X number of payments." If it's not coming from Honda manufacturer, it's phony, and you will be paying that because they'll hide it in the purchase or the lease. Yeah, speaking only for, yeah, for Toyota, they require you to sign a rebate for them. So if you now, get do you a, know, one of those things. I currently have a Malibu a, a 16, 2016 Malibu, mm-hmm. and um, I certainly don't want the new 19 ones because they've got that CV transmissions in them, which I don't trust at all. Mm-hmm. And I know they use, um, at least in some of their cars, mm-hmm. they use the Jack Coach CVT, and um, I've heard that's really bad, really bad trans, you know, um, transmission. So. Yeah. So you know of any reputable, <laughs> any reputable dealer here? And well, I think on our Michigan. recommended dealers, I believe we have Schumacher, uh, or is Schumacher Chevrolet on our recommended dealer list too. I'm looking right now. Uh, let's see. And you know, uh, yes, uh, Schumacher Chevrolet in North Palm Beach, north of Ann Arbor. Um, oh, oh, that's uh, right. You're up. Uh, yeah, I I don't I would what I'd recommend you do, Karen, is uh, go to Google uh, ratings and uh, see uh, find out the Chevrolet dealer in your market that has um, uh, I'd say at least four stars, uh, and you can also um, I'm not sure in the General Motors uh, leasing if if you buy another General Motors product if they'll waive that or not. Do you know that, Stu? If you buy a Buick or lease a Buick. Uh, Couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know the answer. answer to that. But, yeah, I check your Chevrolet dealers in the Ann Arbor market and uh, find one of the high Google rating. Uh, dealer Raider is another form of rating. And uh, Yelp a dealer is Dealer Raider? Uh, 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 there's a dealer. Yeah, yeah. Ra- it's called DealerRaider.com. It's just uh, that you, you want to do beware of that because they do accept advertising from dealers. Yeah. So there is a little conflict in there. But, um, yeah. It's another online review source. I, uh, I don't want to get another Malibu. I think I'm heading, leaning toward maybe a, a Hyundai Sonata or a, I don't know, a, you know Honda uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Hyundai's a good car. Go to uh, Consumer Reports, Karen, and look at the recommended vehicles. As far as I know, they don't, maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't offer uh, the Apple you know, CarPlay. CarPlay or Android on their, on their um, infotainment I don't know about that. I know a lot of the manufacturers are adopting that. Uh, Toyota was a latecomer to the game. They just did it, and um, and they're now adding um, Android uh, CarPlay, whatever they what, whatever that version is called. Yeah. But 
so we don't know about Apple that. and Android? Well, yeah, that, well, that's Toyota, and most of the manufacturers are, are jumping on the bandwagon with that. Um, I don't know about Hyundai in particular. I can Google it for you. But Karen, well, I, uh, I know. I was just wondering if, if Toyota does now offer it on oh, the yes. 2018 models. Oh, on, uh, yes, starting with the 2019 models, um, which is most of the Toyota models now, so they do. Oh, the 19, but not the 18s. Okay. There's no. not very eight, many 18s yeah. left right now. And if you go to Consumer Reports, all that information's in there. The the new uh, 2019 auto issue just came out, and uh, if you either buy that at the newsstand or go online and join. Uh, Consumer Reports, uh, they have an amazing amount of information tell you which cars have the Apple CarPlay, which ones are recommended, the safest ones, the most fuel efficient, and uh, Hyundai ranks pretty high on there. Rick? Hyundai says that 11 of their current models have Apple CarPlay already. Okay, great news. And the Hyundai is a good quality car. Uh, they have, they've really improved their quality over the past several years, and I believe they have some of the Consumer Reports recommended top cars. Oh, okay. So I should get the consumer reports then. Okay. And remember, <laughs> remember, by going to a different make, they're going to hit you with a lease disposition fee that you. Uh, How much uh, is that approximately? Uh, for Toyota, it's three hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, for other dealers, uh, I can't say, but it would be several hundred dollars. And oh my God! Yeah, but but let me. They really hook uh, you there, don't, don't they? Don't don't. Don't let that blackmail you into staying with a vehicle you don't want to buy. $350 would be a, a small investment to pay to get the car you wanted. Get out of that cycle. And, yeah, exactly. Because that's a uh, right. Yeah, know, I need. I really need to get out of it at this point, I think. <laughs> so. Okay, thank you all very right. much. Well, I very much appreciate all your advice, and um, I listen to you and watch your videos all the time. So thank you Karen. so much, and um, have a Karen. beautiful day. Thank Karen. You. Are you still yes. there? This is Nancy Stewart, and uh, I just want to let you know from listening to your conversation, it doesn't sound like as if that you're going to be taken advantage of. It sounds like you're pretty much on top of things. Uh, uh, it saddens me that I have to advise women not to go shopping alone, and uh, even in this 21st century. And uh, leasing uh, can be, uh, it's got a lot of twists and turns. Like I said, it sounds like as if that uh, you're on top of things. And uh, oh, I want to take a I moment. I had someone to go. My husband passed away recently. and um, Yeah. Uh, I address a, a lot of women just like yourself uh, that uh, have had, uh, you know, uh, their uh, husbands pass away. And uh, you're, you know, the perfect um person to take advantage of but it sounds like as if you've got all your ducks in a row uh seniors are just uh, victimized every single day uh, i want to thank you for calling earl stewart on cars and helping us to build a platform here for women and if you stay on the line uh rudy who's in our control room we'll get your information and i'll get that check out to you and uh, good luck and stay in touch with us thank you so much i'll let you know how everything turns out i'd appreciate that all right, thank you very much. You're welcome. We're going to go to John, who's calling from Palm City. Good morning, John. We still got you there, John? Yes, good morning to everyone on this beautiful Florida morning. Hey, John. I just want to mention a very important item some of our listeners are not aware of. There's a class action suit nationwide against Kia and Hyundai. Uh, the cars, if you saw some of the videos... They burn, and they burn right to the ground. Um, It's certain years, and it's a very, very serious problem. And a lot of people are not aware of it. So I just want to tell anybody that drives those cars, 
check with the dealer, make sure your car, evidently it's a gasoline fire, and once it starts, boy, I'll tell you, it ignites the whole car. Is there a recall? So I just want to point that out. And there's a lot of things that are not uh, recalled officially. Uh, for instance, in February, there was 111 complaints against GM pickups to large pickups and SUVs. There were nine crashes and two industry, industry, injuries as a result. Uh, the brake doesn't fail, but it's a, a diaphragm in the vacuum pump for the brakes, and it causes longer stopping distances and efforts to stop the vehicle. And that's just, you know, it's, it's, it's darn shame when people spending twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on a vehicle, and then they wind up in a vehicle that's unsafe. Mm-hmm. It's very, very frightening today. You didn't hear about this years ago, uh, such a serious problem. Uh, this Takata incident is, is a perfect example, and I just don't know which direction we're heading, but all of them are not on the national recall list. Mm-hmm. So I just want to warn the people that own the Kia and Hyundais, check it out thoroughly and make sure that your car is not one that's susceptible to this problem. And I want to mention also, last month I mentioned, I couldn't think of his name, Jerry Seinfeld, very <laughs> famous from TV, sold his 58 Porsche for $1.5 million. Uh, He's being sued because it was a bogus car. Now Jerry turned around in New York City last week and said that he got stuck with that car from a European classic collectible firm in California who falsified and certified the authenticity of that car. So, it's you know, there's two auctions, major auctions coming up for collected cars. One is in Fort Lauderdale, March 29th on R&M. Another one is next month, the big one, Barrett-Jackson. I would advise people, unless you have a lot of money, I mean, I followed auctions, but I never bought one, mainly because I don't have the money to buy them, but I wouldn't be buying at these collector car auctions when all you got to guarantee is of the title. You can't drive the car. It looks beautiful on the surface. Many of the cars uh, have a reserve on them that you don't know about it, and you're paying a commission that's beyond belief. 10% on a buyer, 10% on a seller, and, and an auction, a registration fee. So my opinion is any collector car auction, unless a person has a lot of extra or spare money, I would stay far away from them. You can't bring it to a mechanic. You put your hand up, you own it, period. There's no backing out. You can't stop a check on it. It, it looks beautiful on the surface. I mean, Rick will tell you, some of these cars are beautifully restored, but they may be full of fiberglass. And um, I just, my advice is collect the car auctions, which I've been following for years. I wouldn't buy it one at all. Good advice, John. I appreciate that. I'm sure Jerry, well, Jerry appreciates day. it, too. Look forward to the, uh, oh, by the, the way, deal? don't forget tonight, one hour ahead on your clock, otherwise you'll be late for church tomorrow. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I did Thanks, forget John. that. Thank you, John. <laughs> Thank you for being part of the show, John. We appreciate your call every week. Have a wonderful weekend. Give us a call toll-free, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, you can take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. There, you can go and uh, 
You can say whatever you want. We <coughs> it's definitely 100% authentic. It is your anonymous feedback. Just like it says, you can't be identified. Take advantage of it. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Well, we've got some text, don't we, Stu? Yes, we do. Uh, first one came in from Anne Marie, who's a regular texter. She says, good morning. The choices facing snowbirds and vehicles are few. <coughs> the most common choice is to drive both ways. Years ago, they used to say that getting there is half the fun. However, I suspect that went the way of the Burma shave signs. Uh, there's vehicle transporters. Friends have tried them with varying degrees of satisfaction. Auto train is great if one is going to that area in Virginia. One can leave a car sitting down here for five or six months, but I've heard that isn't good for vehicles. Or you can rent a car for the season from a car rental company at the airport, guesstimating uh, about $6,000 or more depending on the vehicle, location, and company. Earl, you have a dealership where people can lease a car for years and rent a car for a day or two while theirs are in the shop. Do you or any other dealers have options for people who want, might want to rent a car for five or six months? Just wondering. Yeah, I think uh, most uh, rental companies have uh, short-term they call them rentals versus leases, uh, are available. And don't forget Uber and Lyft. They have some amazing programs now. If I were a snowbird, I'd be, in, I'd be doing Uber. They got the, what, the $399 a month or $299? $299 for $450 worth of rides. Yeah, and that worked out to be, we did the mileage on that. Uh, it's up in like 250 yeah, it was, miles. it was pretty good. I mean, and you just pay for the overage, so it's not, I mean, yeah. you might end up paying $300 in a month. I mean, 400 but Rick? You know, that, that would work great. And then if, say, you were in Palm Beach, you wanted to go up to Orlando for a weekend, you rent a car for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this, uh, we don't realize the effect Uber's going to have on our lives. Uh, a lot of very smart people think that uh, this whole ride-sharing thing, this uh, uh, lack of ownership, uh, will take over the whole world. Nobody will be buying these things we call cars today. A so. great uh, food delivery the other evening. Yeah, when Nancy and I used <laughs> Uber Eats. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uber Eats is delivering in the Palm Beach County area now. Yeah, so we were so excited. Well, very professional <laughs> and, uh, you know, digitalized and the whole thing, the tip, the payment. On time. Everything is there on time. And a picture of your driver before they come up. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and the driver's out front now and follows the whole thing. So uh, we're, we're looking at a uh, amazing change. Good app. Good app. The app's good. Yeah. Uh, another thing to think of is there are ride-sharing programs like Zipcar in some cities. I don't know if we have them down here. I think we have them. We definitely have them in Miami. Yeah. Uh, maybe not West Palm Beach, but you just use a car for a couple hours at, at a time using an app, and you just leave it wherever, and people find it with the app with the GPS. Yeah. Huh. I don't like that idea, but uh, I know it's been tried. I, they tried it in New York City. It didn't work. Yeah. And I guess, uh, you know, because people will take the car, and they leave it where wherever they want to leave it. Yeah. And they're supposed to put the keys in it, and they're not supposed to damage it, and they're supposed to clean it up. There's a lot of supposeds. Oh, yeah. I think they start with an app, though. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's keys. All right. Steve in New Jersey text, texted us. He says, um, hi, Earl. Steve in New Jersey. Due to our health needs, I need to buy a car that maximizes safety and comfort. We need a car strictly for long-distance travel. Uh, to visit our grandchildren who live over five hours away. I'm considering a three-year-old certified pre-owned Benz S-Class. What are your thoughts about buying a CPO luxury car? Well, uh, 
you've got some money to spend. Uh, Mercedes is a is a f- uh, good product. I would immediately check with Consumer Reports because they rate uh, used cars as well as new. Uh, my gut feeling is to stick, if you're looking for reliability, to stick with Asian cars, I think. Uh, but the Germans are, you know, Volkswagen's got a good quality car now. Mercedes, they all vary. The problem is you can't go with one make a car and just make a uh, blanket decision that all Mercedes are good, all Toyotas are good, all General Motors cars are good. Consumer Reports breaks it down model by model within the makes. And almost, I say almost, every make has good models and bad models. Rick? And don't forget the basic, simplest thing. Have it checked by your independent mechanic yeah. and in fully inspected. Yeah. Even if it costs you a hundred and some odd dollars to have it inspected, then you know for sure what issues it might have before you take a big plunge. The single most important thing you can do, you got car, you got CarMax, uh, they're a good seller. you got Carfax. They're a good checker. They will uh, see if the car's been involved in an accident. But all those things are important. But if you don't have it checked out by your own mechanic, I say your own because the dealer, whoever sells you the car, will say he checked it out or I'll, he'll, he'll have it checked out. But that's his man. You need your man. Yeah. And one more thing to consider is um, when you're looking at a certified car, um, there is a cost to that. Uh, the dealers will tend to spend uh, um, more money on fixing a lot of things to bring up the standards that maybe another lot might not do. And the warranty that comes with it does add to the cost of the car. So it's it's not totally free, even though it does come with the car. But read that warranty closely to make sure what it does and does not Correct. cover. Yeah, usually the, the most attractive part of a certified warranty is a powertrain warranty. Now, I don't know much about Mercedes, so maybe you might need it, um, but in a lot of the cars, it's not really a a very good warranty. And here's a little trick on certified warranties. When you're shopping certified warranties uh, with a dealer, say, listen, I want one that's been checked for certification, but I don't want the warranty. And if they put it through the check for the certification, then you're basically, you're basically booking the warranty yourself. And as I say, a warranty is just like an insurance policy. Insurance policies always pay out, um, you know, take in more in premiums than they pay out in claims. So you're betting against the house when you buy an insurance policy or when you pay for an extended warranty mm-hmm. on a certified car. So you can have the car checked out. The insurance company after it's checked out said they'll bet on it. But you don't have to pay the premium. Just buy the car that's been checked out. And it's almost like as good as having a certified car. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, uh, Stu, I think you have one or two more texts. We have one more text, and it's from Sid in Boynton Beach. Sid asks, what percentage of the dealer fee goes to pay the commission for the sales rep, the manager, and the dealership on the transaction? Zero. The um, interesting (laughs) thing about the dealer fee is that the salespeople are taken advantage of just as badly as the customer. I've never understood why the salespeople don't rise up uh, like the consumers should rise up and say no more to the car dealers on the dealer fee. The dealer fee be it electronic filing fee, tag agency fee, notary fee, doc fee, all the many names dealers call it to hide it from you. It's profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, 
profit in the pocket of the dealer, not in the pocket of the salesman or the sales manager. The profit goes to the dealer. And this profit is what the salesperson should be paid on. The average commission in Florida, in fact, probably the whole U.S., is 25% of the profit. If a car dealer makes $2,000 on a car, then one-fourth of that, or $500, is the commission that salesperson should earn. If if $1,000 of that $2,000 profit is dealer fees, then the salesperson is being cheated out of $250. And the sales, the $250 that should go to the salesperson is going to the dealer, additional profit to the dealer. So uh, if you're a car salesman out there, think about it. Uh, at the very least, you should select a dealer that has lower dealer fees because it's going to be awfully hard for you to find any dealer with no dealer fees. We're going to go to David, who's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, David. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Earl. Love your show. Thank you. I uh, listen to you every Saturday while I'm driving around the city working. And, man, you guys man, you guys are great. Thank you. And uh, welcome. And uh, I have this question. Um, It's got to do with cars, but not mechanically. I had uh, purchased a vehicle um, and uh, was bought cap insurance through the dealer themselves and uh i went in there uh, about a year ago to try to figure out how to get rid of that gap insurance and the same dealer they kind of pushed me off like uh we're not telling you how to get rid of it is how i felt and so i just kind of like walked out of the place and i'm wondering if you might tell me how to get rid of the gap insurance because i know my car is now equal to what my insurance would pay me so David, I, th- I think you're trapped. Uh, I think during the first 90 days, Stu, does that, uh, can GAP be canceled like an extended service contract in the first 90 days? Yeah, I, I believe so without a proration. Um, I'd double check on that. And I don't know if it varies state by state, but uh, yeah, you can cancel that. And you need to check with the lender, uh, as Stu says, because it's like financing. Uh, when you prepay a car, uh, if you have a 48-month contract, and you decide to pay it off in 24 months, it isn't pro rata, meaning they don't just divide your finance charge over the 48, and then you only pay half of it. They do it by something called Rule of 78, which uh, favors the bank and the lender, and the lion's share of what you paid still goes to the bank. My guess is gap insurance um, is covered the same way. You could have canceled it in Florida in the first 90 days, and every state is different. But after that, it would be pro rata rule of 78. And uh, you could call your lender, and he can give you the number and tell you exactly how much you would have to pay. The other thing is that if you prepay it, uh, you're not going to get your money. You're not going to get your money back. Uh, they will just take it off the end of the loan. So it won't be a. They'll send you a check for the amount you get back. You will have to wait till the end of the car payments, and then it will be deducted from your last payment. Carl, you're the best. Man, I'm mm-hmm. like crystal clear now. Well, so, David, uh, thanks okay, for the call. I've had the car for like, uh, I bought the car at 16, and it was already used. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just trying to get rid of the gap. So I figured it could make my my uh, principal uh, lower, but mm-hmm. I will call the lender and uh, go from there and, 
Man, keep on doing what you guys do. I love it. Thanks, David. Appreciate you being a listener. Thanks, David. You're welcome. Have a great day, okay? You're welcome. Uh, Remember, ladies, uh, you can win yourself $50 this morning. First three new lady callers. Fifty dollars. Give us a call with your opinion, maybe a little advice. We look forward to hearing from you. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And uh, Janet uh, has texted me, and uh, she wanted to know when the best time was to purchase a vehicle. And uh, Janet, first I'll answer that, and then I'll send it back over to Earl. He can add whatever he needs to. Uh, But for me, um, I would definitely think about going out during the day, first of all. Uh, It's a a whole lot clearer to you as to what you're looking at if you're on the lot during the day. And uh, as far as what time of the uh, year, uh, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, and uh, that's a lot of great advice and you do not have to make a decision that day you take your time you get your information go home and uh, think about it digest it don't let anybody rush you now back to the recovering car dealer yeah that covers it very well you want to do all your homework and research check the car out drive it uh, get some prices uh, you can do that anytime but when you come to the point where you're ready to make your final decision, you selected your dealer with the lowest price, good time was to wait till the end of the month. The end of the month is when the frenzy, the selling frenzy goes on. Car dealers, car manufacturers, the advertising, everything is, is at a fever pitch. And if you can ever take advantage of a car dealer, which isn't often, the time would be in the last day or two of the month, you could probably squeeze an extra hundreds or maybe a couple thousand dollars out of the dealer uh, at the right time of the month, which is typically the 31st, 30th, uh, when the bonuses start to fly. Yeah, and uh, Janet, they're looking to get rid of a lot of their inventory. But, you know, there's a few women that I've spoken to that um, they go out in the evening, and for the life of me, I can't understand that. That's not a real good idea. Hope I answered your question. Have a great day and stay in touch with us. We got some text uh, coming in. Rick's got some. Stu's got some. I want to say something else to David because I think I left something out. David called earlier about gap insurance. And Stu, well, listen to what I'm saying here and correct me if I'm wrong. With gap insurance as opposed to an extended service contract or other types of aftermarket products, gap insurance is most important during the early ownership of the car. So mm-hmm. I can see why a lender would be perfectly justified and not refunding the gap insurance after a certain point. Um, if you would be taking advantage of the of the lender, if you were to have the gap insurance for the first one year of ownership, when the danger right. uh, existed for the lender, and then you paid it off. So I, I might have given you some bad advice, David. I think based on how long you've owned it, I think you may be out of luck to get any kind of a refund on gap after the first year or two of having driven the car. And now, Rick, you've got some text here. Well, we had one from Raymond was asking a 2016 Camry, does he need to service the transmission at 30,000 miles? And that answer is no. That car has WS-type fluid, which is good for the life of the car. With normal driving conditions, you never need to worry about it. Great. And we also had a comment from M on uh, YouTube saying that he thinks we ought to be syndicated nationwide 
So my answer back to him was, well, we had just spoken with a caller from Michigan, so technically we are actually nationwide, <laughs> and next we will take over the world. Absolutely. <laughs> We'd love to syndicate. That would that'd be fun. We've talked about that in the past uh, with a previous radio station <laughs> owner. Uh, we had talked about kind of a mini syndication, uh, three or four stations, uh, I think one in uh, northern Florida. But, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. If any syndicators out there, all you got to do is call. Definitely. 877-960-9960. Again, you can text us at 772-497-6530. I'd like to take over uh, Ashley Moody's uh, office, and uh, nobody knows who she is. She's the attorney general who took over Pam Bondi's job. She focused on uh, seniors uh, this week and uh, didn't hear anything about the car business. Talked about a lot of scams. We're going to go to Rod, who's calling from Riviera Beach. Good morning, Rod. Good morning, all. Um, last week, y'all were talking about the uh, changing out the brake fluid and, um, and you know, certain miles or something like that. To me, the classes I went to, uh, they, they said that if it's, if the color of the fluid is starting to get the least bit darker or, or a bit dark, that's why you should change it out because it absorbs moisture and starts getting darker and darker. Especially if you put your finger, if you can, into the, the, uh, brake reservoir and there's just a little bit of like, like, uh, goop mud on the bottom. Boy, is that long past due to change out. A lot of people don't, uh, don't change your stuff out, unfortunately. And then you got your ABS brakes that give problems, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's, that's very good advice, Rod. Number, yeah. Uh, also number two, um, there's there's a lot of people going back to buying old cars and stuff like that, and I uh, want to see what you what you think about that. You know, if you if you're going to the auction, like like John said, if you're going to this, going to that, have somebody with you that that has a little magnets that can check to see if there's fiberglass, if there you know is there actual steel on the vehicle, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I think at auctions, uh, I'm not really familiar with the antique auctions. I know that at regular auto auctions, and uh, our dealership buys a lot of cars, sells a lot of cars at the Mannheim auctions. Mannheim is the main auction in the U.S. They own most of the auto auctions. And uh, they give you opportunity to inspect the cars well in advance. You can go out days in advance. The cars are there and all made available for inspection. And you can bring your mechanic, you can drive the car, you can check it out very carefully. And the uh, auto auctions are also required to disclose ahead of time uh, major things that are wrong with the car. Or they cannot. They can sell it under the red light, which means there is no disclosure and you buy the car as is. If there's any misrepresentation at a Mannheim auction, uh, then you can get your money back. And uh, they give you a certain period of time to say this car was misrepresented. So with a, with an expert, as you say, at the auction, uh, checking the car in advance for you, uh, you can pretty much safely buy a car at the auction today. And that's not a bad idea. If you have a friend that will do that for you, charge you a fee for his services, you can buy a car at wholesale and pay a two or $300 fee and get a real good buy on a car. 
Yeah, I've I've done that for years with uh, certain select people, and it's uh, worked well. Yes. I pretty much look from the bottom up mm-hmm. because the bottom of it, if there's any type of accident or if there's any type of type of uh, befall to it, it uh, you're going to pretty much see it from the bottom up. Exactly. Also, uh, you're you're uh, you had gotten a Pontiac, I believe, that was uh, on your showroom floor there. Um, do you still have that older Pontiac? We sure do. That was the first car my father sold uh, to an, a lady by the name of Annie Swan in 1937. When he started as a Pontiac dealer in West Palm Beach in 1937, he sold that 1937 Chieftain to Annie, and he charged her MSRP, $976, and we bought it back about uh, 50 years later, I think. Uh, she couldn't drive it anymore. Had kept it in her garage, and uh, it had t- deteriorated, but we had it restored. And it's all original Pontiac. Every part on it is original, and we keep it on our showroom. What year floor. is that? 1937. Oh, okay. Boy, for 37, 900 and some was pretty, pretty pricey, pretty expensive. But <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a good looking, good looking car that I saw there. Yeah, it is, I've got it, a uh, friend of mine. It's got a, uh, it's a one owner, got a 1941 uh, Chevy that he's, uh, that he's finally decided he's going to sell. Uh-huh. I've done a lot of research into it and everything, and the uh, 41. Is just before uh, World War II. Wow. And yeah. um, they added three inches to the car. It was the first year of synchro mesh transmission, all kinds of different things. Not a flathead, but, a, uh, but you know, new improved uh, engine and all that stuff. And I'm kind of I'm kicking it around. Do I want to do anything with it or not? Well, it's so. expensive. The restoration is very expensive. And... Uh, but then again, it's an investment, and if you if you get a good restorer, and you really get an you get it, it's almost like uh, investing in the stock market. I mean, if you have a the right car and the right restorer restoration done, uh, ten years from now, you can almost bet uh, you can make a profit. I my 1937 Pontiac is a family heirloom. I'll be passing along to my sons and my grandsons, and we'll keep it in the family forever. By the way, on that 1937 Pontiac. My father sold to Annie Swan. Uh, he charged her a six dollar and fifty cent dealer fee. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, six fifty that that was that was groceries for a week probably back then. In nineteen thirty seven, six dollars and fifty cents was a lot of money. You better believe it. <laughs> Yes, sir. What are you thinking about? The price was nine hundred thirty-four dollars. I'm trying to get you on stream today, and I can't seem to can't seem to get you up. I got March second, but I don't have the other. I only got you on radio. Oh, sorry, uh, Ron. I, yeah, we've, got, the, we've got that being corrected. Uh, on May first, we'll be in a new studio, and right now we're uh, kind of playing with the feed so we can do YouTube and Facebook at the same time. We accidentally had the wrong date on that live stream. Oh, the March second is actually today's live stream. Oh, but it's it's been corrected now. <laughs> oh, oh, did you hear that? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's fixed now. Good. Well, Rod, thanks very oh, much. You're I a great caller. Yeah, we All like we love hearing from you. I'm sorry, Rod. I didn't hear what you just said. I say happy happy day to all. Enjoy the day. Thank right. you very much. Thank you. Give us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, ladies, first three lady callers can win themselves 
$50 today. And uh, the text number is 772-497-6530. And I think Rick has uh, maybe uh, well, one I or two. It's our students' turn, so we've got four texts over here. Okay, we go right before to we go to yeah, that, Howard. we'll go to Howard. Good morning, Howard. Thanks for the call. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. Beautiful morning. Uh, it sure is. I have a couple of questions for you. Um, actually, one. the first one is for Rick. Uh, Rick, uh, <clears throat> I was told that I could change a battery in the car without disconnecting it from the, uh, you know, from the ignition. Uh, by using a jumper. Is that correct? Yes, you can do that. Um, a lot of modern cars, the radio's in that. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this, actually. The newer cars up to a few year, a couple years ago, you, it, when you disconnected the battery, you would lose the memory to the radio and the memory to the computer and everything. Um, so in the newest cars now, the radios will keep their memory but the computer still loses its its learned values. So we actually, in our shop, we'll use a trick. We'll use a jump box or a battery charger and hook it up to those cables so that when we disconnect it, we don't lose the power to the car. Uh, we will use safety precautions of rags or fender liners to make sure we don't short anything out. you got to be very careful. You don't want to short to ground with that positive terminals. But as long as you're doing it carefully, yeah, you can you can very easily replace the battery and not lose power to the car and not lose any of those memory functions. Okay, my second question is, uh, I guess, this for Earl. Uh, what's the difference between Toyota God and Toyota God Platinum? I believe I have Toyota God Platinum. Can you explain the difference? Yeah, the difference is that uh, Southeast Toyota makes a lot more money on the Platinum. Uh, than they do the regular, but the, the answer is the platinum has is the one with the main, with the extra maintenance, and the non-platinum doesn't give you extra maintenance. It's just an insurance thing. So what Stu is saying is there's a there's a germ of benefit in the Toyota Guard Platinum because you get uh, additional two years oil changes, and there which is some tangible value. The rest of Toyota Guard is a bunch of smoke and mirrors. The only value to Toyota Guard is the actual service, which is provided for additional two years. Toyota manufacturer gives you the first two years of service on the car. A lot of manufacturers, BMW and uh, almost all the manufacturers now, are giving free service for the first couple of years, sometimes three years. With Toyota, it's two years, and then Southeast Toyota has a package that gives you an additional two years of free service, which is only oil changes and tire rotations. And... Uh, the rest of it is uh, paint sealant and uh, uh, road service, uh, emergency road service, and uh, rental, rental coverage. Rental coverage, which isn't worth much. They charge you too much money. They charge you $699, which is ridiculous. The, the dealer cost on that is only about, what is it? About 240 bucks. $240. So the dealer only pays $240 for it, and he charges you $699 for it. Okay, so what I have in my uh, glove glove box, I have um, um, this folder that says on the back that I have Toyota Guard Platinum. Mm -hmm. So, uh, would the uh, in other words, when I go for an oil change, would they would they know that? 
They would. It'd be in their computer, and you should insist that they. Uh, you shouldn't have to do your your oil changes for the first four years, depending on the amount of miles you drive. Uh, should be covered uh, first two years by Toyota manufacturer, and the second two years by the Toyota distributor. That's Rick a great a, deal to get uh, get your oil changes for that long. I've never heard of a thing like that before. Yeah, well, it's it's you know, you know it doesn't cost that much uh, to to change oil and. The car dealers like to get you come into the dealership because when you come in to change your oil, they're going to try to sell you something else. And remember, that brings up the point I always try to make, only go with your factory recommended maintenance. If you look at your owner's manual and you look at the first four years, you have very, very little maintenance. I think your total cost of maintenance in the first four years, based on average driving, is less than $100. With with getting subsidized. I have a question for Rick. I travel, I'm a snowbird, so I go back and forth, and I load up my car, and uh, I, I, it's really, uh, you know, it, 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 the angle of the car, the, the front goes up, so oh. the back is loaded down. Now, I was reading the uh, manual, and it said if, if you carry a lot of stuff off your toe, you should have your, the bolts in your car tightened. Does it, am I a candidate for that or not? Uh, there's really not a whole lot that's going to need to be tightened. They're more looking at like the lug nuts and things like that, but your lugs are going to get pretty well secured when we're doing tire rotations anyways. Um, The reason we love seeing guys like you that are putting a heavy load in the car is because you're going to be putting extra wear and tear on the tires and the brakes. And when you're coming in for those, that third and fourth year of services, like Earl said, you're only spending, you know, nothing, you're not spending anything on the oil change and the tire rotations, but... 30,000 to 40,000 miles is when mechanics start to drool because we're looking to upsell you on the tires and the alignment if you need it and on the brakes because that's about the time when those brakes are starting to get worn down and once they're getting thin, we're going to sell those brakes if they need it. I hey, thought you were just hungry when I saw you drooling. Hey, oh, Rick. No, no, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm hearing money. So Rick, hey, I, have a, I have a question for you, that's Rick. That's what mechanics do. What about fuel? Now, fuel economy, of course, is going to go down a little bit with that load. So you're going to want to try to avoid anything extraneous that you don't really need. Absolutely. But obviously, if you're traveling, you know, you're going to have to carry what you need. Yeah. Howard? How would the uh, load uh, affect the tire wear? Mainly because the extra weight in the back is putting extra pressure on those rear tires. The rear, when you're, when you're rotating the tires, the front-wheel drive cars... All the weight is up front, so the front tires get most of the wear, and then when you rotate them every 5,000 miles, it gives them a little bit of a break. They, they ride a little smoother and easier in the back, but when you've got that heavy load in the back, it's just accelerating that wear. Okay, so why should you put good tires in, in, in the, uh, uh, on the rear instead of the front? They say if, you, if you're buying new tires... If you're buying two, you should always put it in the front. Can you explain that? Because normally you're not carrying all that weight in the rear, and therefore the rear end doesn't have that extra pressure on them. And especially in Florida with the amount of rain we get, you want better tread in the back so that it works that water out away from those tires and gives you better traction in the rear in a braking or panic situation. That's great information. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank My you. My pleasure. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir.
for being part of the show. We love hearing from you every week. We're going to go to Harold, who is uh, calling from Lake Worth. Welcome to the show. You with us, Harold? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, question for you. Uh, is there an advantage to purchasing a new vehicle through, uh, like, a Costco program or through an auto broker? Definitely. I mean, Costco is probably your best bet. If you're not a Costco member and you're anywhere near a Costco, I would definitely uh, join. The, the fee is nominal, and Costco's got a great auto buying program. With that said, I always have to tell you to be aware of the dealer because the program is only as good as the dealer is honest. And there's too many dealers out there, both for TrueCar, which is another good auto buying program, and Costco, that will take advantage of you. With the Costco program, you've got to go online. You should go online to Costco, put in your membership number. They'll identify the dealers that are certified by Costco. They'll also identify the salespeople that are certified in that dealership speak only to those certified salespeople at that dealership. If you go to the dealership and just say, I'm a Costco member, I want the Costco price, they'll idea, tell you this is the Costco price, and it's not the Costco price. So say, I want to speak to Mr. You know, Bill Jones, who is the certified Costco uh, uh, certified salesperson in this dealership. And when you get Mr. Jones, the certified Costco salesperson, tell him that you want to see this, the Costco price sheet. Look at the Costco price sheet and verify the price that you want to buy on the car that you're, you're looking at. You also need to look at the sheet to see what dealer installed accessories or dealer fees, which should be disclosed, that will be added to that price. If you do all that, you'll end up getting a lower price than you'll get anywhere. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Harold. Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, particularly the ladies, if you just tuned in, I'm giving away $50 for the first. Well, we're down to two more new callers. So, uh, ladies, take advantage of that. Give us a call. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, Earl's uh, latest column uh, appears in the Hometown News and the Florida Weekly. And you can go to www.earloncars.com and you can read this week's column, which is uh, Seniors Think Twice About Leasing uh, and all his other columns. He's got quite a few on that website. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Maybe texts are backing up. we got six texts. I think you got thousands of listings on your blog. Fantastic. Do you know when you started it? Yeah. Summer of 2006. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, it's been 13 years you've been writing columns. Oh, wow. my you should make a book. Oh, wait a minute. You did. I did make a book. <laughs> right. We'll plug that later. We are back to, getting backed up on text. Um, oh, this is a good one. Uh, we're going to have fun with this. You're going to have to put, put the uh, the hourglass out to stop the, the conversation. <laughs> Earl, I know you are against putting nitrogen in tires, but basic science proves you wrong. Nitrogen molecules are much larger than oxygen molecules and cannot fit through the microscopic holes in the tires. Think of these as pores that oxygen freely leaks out. You are against something because you don't understand the science. Dean and Del Rey. Oh, boy. Make okay. some popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dean, Dean um, the basic fallacy in your argument is that the air you're breathing, the air that's in your tires right now, is 78% nitrogen. So if what you said was true, your tires would never go flat uh, because you'd always have 78% <laughs> of everything. But in there, matter of fact, a great way to really 
to really uh, have a tire that you never had to put air in would be to put extra air in so that when all the oxygen molecules went out, right. the um, nitrogen molecules would stay there forever. So I've just disproven your comment. And my other uh, disproof of your comment is that Consumer Reports did a test independent. I always say Consumer Reports is the only testing agency that is totally pristine, honest, because it's not profit, not for profit. They accept no advertising. They will not even accept a donation of a product from a manufacturer. They will not let a retail or a wholesale company advertise if they're approved by Consumer Reports. They're totally without sin. And they did a one-year test of every tire in the United States, and they tested them with nitrogen and with regular air, and there was no difference in the wear and the longevity and the uh, the amount of time that the air left the tire. Rick? Well, one other part that he seems to be missing, that Dean's missing, he says that the nitrogen molecules cannot make it through the microscopic pores in the rubber, but what you're missing, Dean, is that the biggest area of leakage in a tire is where the tire rubber bead meets against the metal wheel, which is never going to be a perfect seal and doesn't need microscopic spots. It's got spots where any molecule yeah, would I, leak through regardless we're, we're of just, size. We're just not appreciating how small molecules are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, molecules and, are incredibly and, tiny. And, Dean, by the way, also, <laughs> when this whole uh, nitrogen phenomena hit uh, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, I forget how long car dealers have decided they're going to sell nitrogen, uh, I have a rental company, and I took uh, half my cars, fill them with pure nitrogen, half my cars, tires, and fill them with the regular air, and ran my own test and found out that Consumer Reports was right. There was no difference, and uh, it's just a waste of money, Rick. And, and just to give nitrogen its due, there are places where nitrogen has a very real effect, and that is in aircraft and the space shuttle where they needed to be able to predict exactly how much expansion would occur when traveling from an extreme altitude to a much lower altitude where pressure and temperature make a huge difference. And race cars, extreme And in race cars where the tires heat up to incredible temperatures because they're doing 200 to 300 miles an hour, some of them, and they need to know the exact expansion rate of those gases in those tires. So, Dean, if you're driving 300 miles an hour, you yes. should get nitrogen in your tires. At 35,000 feet, too. Exactly. He, exactly. He, he may just be uh, driving at that speed. Mm. Uh, Dean, I have a question for you. What about uh, Consumer Report in that, uh, I believe it was a year-long test that they did. Are you uh, willing to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, or do you like all the information Consumer Report has for us, okay. month in and month out. Okay, let's move I'll along. I'll wait for your text. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a, a, a question from Steve on our Facebook live stream, and he wants to know, are you aware of any dealers, any other dealers that do not have dealer fees? Can you name some? Uh, we just found one, didn't we, uh, Stu? Uh, Mullinex uh, Ford in Apopka. In Apopka. Mm. Mullinex Ford in Apopka. And uh, we checked Mullinex Ford locally and they did have a dealer yes fee. they did so it's very hard to find uh now carmax carmax does I, not have a dealer fee. i think they do they do i think it's a little little tiny uh, one. small one yeah uh how about 
Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We just don't know. We we're trying to find a dealer without a dealer fee, yeah. but it's so hard. You know what happens, and I think one of the reasons that we get fooled is car dealers will actually advertise no dealer fee, and then they'll charge a tag agency fee or an electronic filing fee or a notary fee. And we we know several dealers that are advertising no dealer fees, and it's a play on words, semantics, yeah. and it's it's a lie and it's deception. Yeah, we uh, I think we all went backwards. There was a time, uh, and this was and this predated the electronic filing fee. Where, uh, gosh, I think it was like around 2010, maybe 2009, where several dealers in the area dropped them, but uh, they came back. Yeah, we, we've we've slid backwards. Yeah, we're looking for uh, dealers without dealer fee. Anybody, dealer, salesperson, customer, anybody out there in radio. YouTube or Facebook land. If you know of a dealer that doesn't charge a dealer fee, we'd like to hear about it. Let's let's pay a bounty for that. Pay a bounty. Yeah, fifty bucks. All right, fifty bucks. But we need to see the buyer's order. But we but and we're not eligible because that can't be Earl Stewart. Oh, yeah. Darn. Excellent. Done deal. That was gonna make me fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, Facebook live stream. Steve says I've never found a shop that does a brake job that included bleeding the fluid. Do you know of any? That's for you, Rick. Uh. That actually is not bleeding fluid is not really necessary when you're simply replacing the brakes. If the fluid is dirty or old, then we would bleed the brakes out and actually flush all the old fluid out and replace it with new fluid. But it's it's a separate operation. It's kind of like uh, if you're doing an oil change, you're not necessarily replacing the air filter on the engine as well. It's just simply two op- two separate operations. And got it. The help, Steve. Um, next one, um, this is, oh, we don't have, oh, Lenny. Uh, Lenny texted in, he says, I was looking to buy a certified pre-owned Toyota Corolla SE 2017, but I noticed uh, for about two to 3000 more, I can get a brand new one. I have a drive-out price of $17,879, um, and some of them go up to 20,000 miles. Any help on how to get the best price? Uh, can you please help or tell me what a great price is to pay? Thank you very much. I can address the pricing because I, I looked that up for Lenny. Please do. So the typical listing on Kelly Blue Book for a 2017 Corolla SE um, is $15,200. Um, so out the door, if you figure in taxes and uh, in government fees, you should be about $16,500 out the door, which is considerably less. However, uh, the operative term was typical listing. So that means there's going to be another $1,000 or so in dealer fees added. So considering that, um, you're really looking at a price of sixteen thousand one hundred. So after taxes and tag, you would be about seventeen five out the door. So you're in the ballpark, just a little bit high than the typical listing with typical miles on that car. And then the question is, do you want a new car for? You, I believe you said two or three thousand dollars more. Uh, that's just a personal call. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're saving two or three thousand dollars, but you're getting more because it's a new car. You've got the new car warranty, and you've got the bells and whistles and the new safety features. I, sh- I should quit saying bells and whistles because you probably have a couple safety features, at least a couple, on a 2019 that weren't on the 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll shoot from the hip. I'd buy the new vehicle, but I'd be sure that I negotiated and got an out-the-door price because the first price is usually not the final price, and uh, I'd go with a new. And just to throw an extra thought on there, certification where the warranty covers the drive line only, and it's that drivetrain warranty, I wouldn't even worry about that because Corollas 
have got such a reputation that as long as the cars had proper maintenance, which you can check the maintenance records before you buy the car, mm-hmm. as long as you've had good, reasonable maintenance, that drive line is going to outlast the body of the car. There are certifications that cover more than the drivetrain, and if you they cost more. True, but, uh, yep. yeah, and you pay for it. But uh, you know, I I find you know here I am. Uh, recommending a new car over certified when i always recommend certified over new and i and i think what made me say that was the fact of the safety features that you that you're passing so anytime you're thinking about buying a used car uh you have two decisions to make uh how much additional safety features do you want find out specifically what they are and what they mean to you personally with your family and uh and then realize that in terms of reliability and and longevity of cars today, that used car will last uh, as long as you want it to last, really. Uh, so it isn't a matter of reliability so much as safety when you're making that new car, used car decision today. Okay, we've got some more text. Just one last uh, little comment, and it's from Steve on Facebook. He just he suggested that con- Consumer Reports should review dealers, too. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. It's so hard to find anybody that will be critical of a dealer. But if anybody would do it, it would be Consumer Reports. But then again, we'd have competition, wouldn't we? They found us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, here we are <laughs> advocating. I get, I, maybe that's I'm not advocating Consumer Reports because I'm afraid they'll be competitive, but it can't hurt. That's right. You've already tainted the, the waters there. Yeah, exactly. We're all caught up with text. No, we've got some over here. we got some YouTubes. Yep. Uh, Frank is asking... What does the life of the vehicle mean? If you go beyond a certain age or mileage, should lifetime fluids be replaced? And it's kind of a gray area, really, on what is the life of a vehicle. Because if you've got a car, say, here in South Florida, that is getting regular maintenance, it could last 300,000 miles or more. If you've got a car up north in, say, where my sister lives in New Hampshire dealing with road salt and the slushy weather in the winter and other issues like that, that car may last half that time because of rusting everything out. That's a great question. So what what should they do? Should They should physically inspect the fluid? Uh, my recommendation on that is I would look, I would have to treat each case individually, but I would invest in inspecting the fluid, check it, and otherwise... If you're not really sure and not comfortable about it, and you're willing that you want to keep that vehicle for a while, go ahead and change out those fluids. Now, what about can't sim- hurt. What about waiting for symptoms? In other words, is it too late when you get a symptom from your transmission fluid? It's too late probably at that point. You've done damage. In, yeah. In most cases, if you're starting to see issues with the way the car is operating, a fluid flush or a fluid change is not going to have any effect at that point. So a three hundred thousand miles, three hundred thousand miles, uh, depending on your location, you should always uh, just go ahead and change that fluid. At that point, I would definitely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. And Raymond is asking Earl, what are your thoughts on Mobile One products? Well, I don't know. I don't have any opinions on Mobile One products. I've seen some commercials. Yeah. Um, Rick would be the guy to answer that one. Well, the interesting part is that Toyota actually uses Toyota-branded oil that we buy from Mobil. So Toyota oil comes from Mobil, and we simply rebrand it in the Toyota bottles. Mm. 
But is there really that much difference between oils? I don't think there's really that big a difference, especially with you're still changing it at the same rate. So all these big, you know, the fancy commercials in that, I think a lot of your money's just going to pay for those fancy commercials. So some are better with thermal viscosity breakdown than others? Uh, Could be, but I think as long as you stick with one good brand, a name brand of oil, and you change it regularly, I think you're going to be just fine. That's a testament to the efficacy of oil companies advertising, because how the heck would I know thermal viscosity breakdown? I love my favorite oil commercial (laughs) goes back, all you old guys out there in the audience, remember Andy Granatelli? And he had a, he stuck a a screwdriver in the oil. Yeah. And then then he tried, he picked up one screwdriver because... uh, he could get his fingers around it, but he picked the one in the product he was selling, and it slipped off. And oh, therefore, you I wonder how he did that. The Oops, slippery wasn't oil. that for Slick Fifty? Oops, that could have been. I thought that was a. I had a friend named Slick Fifty. Ah, yeah. well, I, that that I was a product that was big in the day. It was Slick Fifty. Really? It was an additive that you put in your engine oil. Yep, SDP. SDP. That was the one. There yes, was. yes. Yeah. Thank you, Rudy. I remember Rudy the ones the where, they, where yep. they drain the, they hey, Rudy, drain the you're engine. you're not that old. How'd you know that? <laughs> he Googled it. <laughs> ah. Jonathan actually told me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, our team in, in the not control that old. room. It's like my age. What are you talking <laughs> okay, about? Okay, we got any more text? Uh, yeah, we have a couple. Um, if you have a worn-out fabric interior, can you reupholster or get leather? How much does, does this cost? And there's no name on that. I think you might have stumped us on that one. We don't Not at all. There's There yeah. are quite a few shops that can either repair fabrics and leathers or they can recover it. Yeah. And you can spend anywhere from a couple hundred dollars for seat covers that they reinstall up to a couple thousand, depending on the quality level you want to go to. It's, it's a very... Mm-hmm. Nice way to make your car look really nice inside again mm-hmm. by recovering those seats. Yeah, I would just be careful when you ask. Uh, you know, if you go through a dealer, uh, they they want they'll they'll mark up the leather packages. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you that the dealer's cost. Uh, if it's just for a car, you're probably looking around eight hundred dollars. Yep. Um, so if they're going to charge you sixteen hundred for it, um, you know, go somewhere else. Uh, yep. But you can, you should be able to get it for around a thousand dollars for leather mm-hmm. for a car and uh, a little bit more for an SUV. And yeah. I, I would look around at a lot of the aftermarket shops yeah. that are out there right now. Yeah, cut out the middle. Happy, they'd be happy to have you come in. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, let's see. We have another question here. This is from Saul in West Palm Beach. Uh, Saul saw a YouTube video. said he should use WD-40 to clean the fog off his headlights. Any thoughts on that? Yep. Go ahead. I saw that same video, and guess what? The same guy did another video couple weeks later with mayonnaise and he said that <laughs> the wd-40 only lasted a week really yeah and it went right back to foggy so again. you should keep a can in your car well actually <laughs> and as silly as this sounds i'm going to get a little video clip that we'll get to jonathan but my own pickup the headlights are foggy they're looking pretty bad right now so my plan for this afternoon if the weather holds nice i'm going to get a kit and I'm going to restore my headlights this afternoon and get them looking good again. So I'm going to do some video of that and get before and after pictures. And we'll have some stuff to show you next week on that. I got a better idea. Bring the kid in and let Michael do it for you, our uh, YouTube guy. 
So we what can is do that? What is the uh, what is it about WD forty? I know it doesn't last. Is it just because it's like a lubricant and it? It is. It it fills in the little gaps and little holes, makes it shiny clean, looks really pretty for a, a couple of days, and within a week, it's right back. So all the oil washes would be fine. WD forty. I have a little knowledge of this. Uh, WD forty is just an amazing company. Very small. They're based in California, and they have. They have found a niche, and before technology really got cranking, they got their name all over the world. Yep. And it's like aspirin. You know, it used to be, it's a, it's become a Kleenex, I should say. It's become exactly. a, it's a generic term. So you don't ask for a solvent or a lubricant anymore. Or penetrating you go, oil. You want WD-40. Yep. Everybody, WD-40, get the WD-40. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. They're so, they're so small that if you want to talk to the president of WD-40, right. you can call the company right. in California and, and you can talk to the president. It's, look, there's a bunch of guys in a room and they got a big drum there and they're mixing this stuff up. Right, and they're pouring and they're, it into cans. And they're, sell, <laughs> and they're selling world, the world WD-40. And with the older cars that I used to have when I was a kid, especially here in Florida, I always kept a can of WD-40 so that if I ran through water, I could pull the distributor cap off and spray it in there, and it would get the water out of the distributor cap to where my car would run again without having to do any fancy cleanup. I think I did that in my old VW Beetle. Yeah. Great product. You can go into my uh, garage and you can find uh, WD-40, you can find Houdini, and you can also find... And a whole lot of olive oil. JC. I drink all that. <laughs> anyway, they're all great products. Some of them have silicone in them, some of them don't, but WD is a great product. Rick? Well, I've got one other text here. Mr. Poppy67 is asking, good morning, Earl. Can an aftermarket alarm system be installed on a 2019 Subaru Forester? It has a push-button start, and it does have a factory-installed alarm system. Uh, Mr. Poppy, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, uh, are you looking for some added features to add on to your factory system, or are you looking to replace it? Because um, most of the factory systems now are integrated so well into the car that they work a lot better than the aftermarket systems. If you're simply looking to add features onto it, my next step would be to go talk to the folks over at Best Buy, the Geek Squad there. Those guys, now, they not only handle computers, they've got a crew that handles automotive installation for aftermarket electronics, and they do some incredible work. Uh, second choice, World of Sound. They're a little more expensive, and that's a local but they company. also do some really good installations. Yeah, very good. Okay, we've got some more. Yeah, we have a couple here. Um, Let's see. Good morning. You were just talking about oil. What about gasoline? Are the top tier brands that much better? Do any not have ethanol? And do you see the benefit in your service and parts wear? That's Rob and Stuart. Well, the name brands are not better gasolines necessarily, but they, they're more popular. They sell more. And one thing you want to be careful of is buying uh, uh, an off-brand, off-the-beaten-track type of gasoline from a gasoline station where the gasoline sat there for too long. Uh, popular brands uh, in high-traffic locations also typically cost more, but you can find sometimes a popular brand with just a moderate traffic count that you can be safe to buy from. 
And we also recommend that once you choose that brand and that station, you buy them from the same station if you're not traveling all over the country. Uh, because if you ever have a problem, you can go back to the gas station and say, I only buy my gas here. I got some contaminated gas. And they will take care of you and they will pay for the cost. Save the receipts. Save the receipts. Yep. Very good. And if you charge money with your credit card, it's automatically yep. saved on the computer. And a- another thought is that that old the old saying of uh, if you go to a restaurant and the bathrooms are dirty, then the kitchen's probably dirty. If you're looking at a gas station and it's old and run down and beat up and really rugged looking, mm-hmm. odds are those fuel tanks have not been replaced or cleaned out in quite a while. And that may increase the chance of contaminated fuel coming out of those tanks. Good point. Uh, but I, I, I hesitate sometimes to tell people to go with the high traffic. I said that, but it's amazing the difference in gas price between the high traffic and the lower traffic areas. Try to find a like a Shell or a, a, a you know popular brand in a slightly off traffic area. You'll, you'll save 50 cents a gallon. You mentioned uh, no ethanol. Uh, there's a, an app, I think it's called Pure or something like that. I have, you can Google it, but you can go, to, yeah, it's called Pure Gas. Yep. On your, on your, you can go to your app store and, and get an app called Pure Gas. With your GPS, it'll show you all the ethanol-free gas stations in your area. And ethanol-free, of course, is absolutely best in boats, uh, recreational vehicles, the much older vehicles that were designed before we started getting all this ethanol put in. But modern cars nowadays can handle just about every modern car will handle up to 10% ethanol. And the newest ones are able to handle up to 15 and even up to 20% ethanol without having any issues whatsoever. Very good. How are we doing on text? We got one more. Okay. Uh, it's uh, from Josh in Palm Beach Gardens. And he says, where is the best place to look if I'm in the market for a 1988 to 1993 Toyota Land Cruiser? Thanks, Josh. I think I can, I can field this one. Okay. Um, autotrader.com, but um, put in any distance. Because if you put um, any th- 50 miles, 100 miles from Palm Beach Gardens, there are none. So you're going to really have to expand your search well, radius. Well, I you could do that. So you could just say any distance. Yeah, it defaults, yeah defaults to 50 miles in Autotrader. And um, then you can expand it out. But... Um, I did that a few times, and there's not a whole lot of them out there, but you're going to have to look nationwide. Well, that's great to go. I, I was thinking you just had to put in zip code after zip code after nope. zip code. You can just so so any distance on AutoTrader would give you all the used cars in the United States? Yes, everybody that's listed on AutoTrader, correct. Wow. wow. And that, that AutoTrader, by the way, um, has almost all dealers on yeah. there. So isn't that kind of cool? You're going to be looking at virtually every used car inventory in the entire United States on Auto Trader. I can't tell you how cool an app or a, a company that is. It's just an amazing company. Have to be careful. Buyer beware. When you get a price on Auto Trader, it doesn't include dealer fees. So you're seeing prices understated sometimes by thousands of dollars. But at least you're able to locate a car that you might not otherwise find anywhere. That is correct. And also to do a little work for you, there are 32 Land Cruisers between 1990, 1988 and 1993 nationwide, Isn't that 32 of them. And that amazing? So for car collectors, you can go online and you can get prices. What a, You know, online is the only way to buy a car. 
it's the only way to buy a new car. It's the only way to buy a used car. Uh, you're absolutely nuts if you get in your car and start driving around, knocking on doors, and, and talking to salesmen. Auto trader, auto trader, auto trader. That's right. That just gets you in the door, gets you where your product you want to buy is located. Then you got to do your due diligence and get competitive pricing. But what an amazing website that is. Great yeah. information, Earl. Very good. We're all caught up. Are you know, we all caught up? <clears throat> On that Land Cruiser question, I would look online at a company called Amazonia-4x4.com. Uh, they're going to get in trouble. Located in Jensen Beach <laughs> that specializes in Land Cruisers. I Now, I wasn't sure about this one, but I, I'm pretty certain there's also a shop in Stewart Richard. on US-1 that specializes in Land Cruisers. The guy had a stack of them out there on US-1 for sale, so... Look around. There's a lot of car clubs, too, that you can find good information, and you might find a, that old Land Cruiser for sale. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys. Is at the end of the Texas and uh, YouTube. Uh, I have a uh, uh, text from a lady uh, from Pennsylvania. And before I go on, uh, ladies, uh, don't feel left out this morning. I try to get to your Texas, and uh, this show is for you also, and uh, I'll extend this to you. Even after 9.30, whenever we get into the Mystery Shopping Report, call in anyway. And uh, I can't take your call. None of us can, but you will win $50 just for calling in and give Rudy your contact information. Uh, I'm going to get to this text from Pennsylvania, and it's from a young lady by the name of Mary. Uh, she decided to walk into a Ford dealership and uh, take a look around, and uh, she was by herself. And uh, she really felt dissatisfied. She felt very angry by the way she was treated. And uh, she, I think the, the, for her, the last straw was that they were asking if her husband was on his way uh, before they were going to show her anything. And what she did was that uh, she just turned around and she left. Mary, um, I encourage you to call the show next <coughs> week and uh, update us on just exactly what took place, whether you ended up buying a car at another dealership. But I can say that this does go on quite often, more often than we suspect. Thank you for the text. Uh, also, as far as the mystery shopping report is concerned, please text us with your, well, rating on how you feel about the uh, mystery shopping report. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I wanted to just mention something interesting. It's a, a point of information. We all know about uh, Amazon, uh, often referred to by small businesses as the Death Star. Uh, it's, uh, it is forcing a lot of smaller businesses, out of, uh, smaller companies out of business, and a lot of controversy about Amazon. On the other hand, Amazon's one of my heroes because we buy uh, a lot of products on Amazon. It's a great source. Uh, the uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, company. He's the richest man in the world now. Uh, Amazon is just about the most uh, capitalized, uh, most expensive company in the world. I don't mean to buy from, but in terms of value. Uh, Amazon is, uh, uh, we got a letter from Amazon. I say we, my dealership, uh, got an Amazon uh, letter from the attorneys telling us to cease and desist. We had a billboard on North Lake Boulevard and I'll just hold the letter up. There's a copy of our billboard. And the billboard that we had was uh, AmazonStyleCarBuying.com. We were offering to sell cars online in the Amazon style. 
And the lawyers for Amazon uh, said that was the wrong thing to do. And technically they're right. And we agreed to cease and desist. But I just want to make this point that online car buying is something that you should consider even when you're dealing with a conventional dealer. You can't buy cars from Amazon. Uh, as a consumer, you should wish you could, because if Amazon and Walmart and Target could sell cars, you would truly get some good prices, and you'd get out-the-door prices. You'd probably even get cars delivered, as you do now with all of online products. But the state laws, the state franchise law, prohibits anybody from selling cars to you except car dealers. Amazon can't sell them. The car dealers are having to go online, and to one degree or another, you can still buy a car online. Unfortunately, you can't do it like you can with an Amazon product. But rather than wasting your shoe leather or your tire rubber on your tires and driving around and walking around and going to car dealerships, go online. I mentioned Auto Trader earlier. That's what made me think about it. Go to Auto Trader, go to True Car, go to Costco. Uh, Go to the dealerships and get the price from them online and insist on an out-the-door price. That is the only way to get a good price now on the Internet. So be sure that you do your car shopping online. I know you have to go to the car dealership to take delivery, but that's after you will confirm that this is an out-the-door price that you can bring a check in for or your bank can give you a check to bring in to buy that car and drive it home. You don't go through the haggle and the hassle and the negotiation. Get your prices online. And with that said, it's time to get to our mystery shopping report. And this week we shopped Greco Kia of Del Rey. They're located at about a, what, a half dozen, maybe more car dealerships by the Greco name oh, in yeah. South Florida. Yeah, yeah. For the second week in a row, Earl Stewart on Cars is focusing on the bad boys of South Florida car sales. Last week it was Napleton, Napleton North Lake Kia. This week it was Grico Kia of Delray. Sounds like we're picking on Kia dealers. I will say this, it sounds prejudiced when I hear myself say it, but Kia dealers seem to be of the less ethical, uh, kind of like the least honest prisoners at Sing Sing. Uh, it's kind of a call of degree, but for some reason Kia dealers seem to be a cut below the average car dealer, and that's pretty low. Uh, Kia builds a good car. Counterintuitively and ironically, the Kia is a pretty good car. The mm -hmm. Hyundai is a good car. Yeah. Kia, Korean cars. Quality is good. The quality of the dealers is not good. That's true, and they tend to cater to um, a segment of the, of the market a little bit, you know, uh, a little less income, yeah. and, and maybe more um, susceptible to the shenanigans. Credit challenged, and yeah. people that are desperate to buy a car, and uh, they tend to take advantage of those people. It's easier for them. Uh, we have uh, three or four Greco dealerships on our Do Not Recommend list at GoodDealerBadDealerList.com. You can write that uh, website down, Good Dealer Bad Dealer List. LIST.com and find our recommended versus not recommended dealers. Uh, the three of four include the Kia location in Delray Beach we visited Thursday. That was not recommended. We've had more fun reporting about Greco dealerships than any other because their sales tactics have become totally outlandish. 
Longtime listeners might remember the legendary Ghost Mazda of 2015. Quicker <laughs> ran an ad on a new Mazda CX-9 that promised a ridiculously low price. We sent Agent XN, who is no longer with us, uh, to investigate, only to be told that this vehicle had just been sold. Following up, we revisited their website several days later, only to find the same vehicle still being advertised, the ghost vehicle. Subsequent checks over the following weeks revealed the sold car, supposed to be sold, still advertised for sale at the same price. But that's not the end of the story. We found the exact same car being advertised at the same exact price on the website of Greco, uh, Greco's sister Mazda dealership in Delray Beach. Again, this ghost car continued to be advertised for weeks, long after they claimed it had been sold. I mean, that's just blatant dishonesty. That still gives me a chuckle. It does, yeah. I mean, and, and they had to know what we were doing because we're talking about it on the radio. They just flaunted it, I guess. We last mystery shopped the Greco dealership back in, two, in November 2018. Greco Ford, that was a used car sale investigation, and Greco Ford failed the Takata test. It's been a while since we checked out the new car operation. That's what we did this time. We sent new agent Thunder, our new undercover guy, and trying out the role made famous by Agent X, Larry Laydown. So, Agent Thunder went in as a sucker. You know. Naive. Naive. Unprepared. I, I trust car dealers. Just Here I am. Just give me a good deal. Give me a good deal. And if you promise me it's a good deal. Get me done. Get me done. I'll buy the car. Here's a report I'm... Uh, First person as Agent Thunder, I arrived at Greco Kia Delray Beach at approximately 5.30 p.m. I had a hard time finding where to park, wound up finding a spot pretty far from the new car showroom. I walked into the showroom where it was apparently dinner time. So a lot of salespeople gathered around the front desk enjoying pizza out of a delivery box. One broke away, came to greet me. He said his name was Eduardo, asked me what I was looking for. As soon as I began, Eduardo asked me to hang on a second and said he needed to get someone else to help me. It seemed like he had remembered a forgotten appointment or something. Maybe his pizza was getting cold. That's, I, that's what I think. I think. I think it was some really good pizza. You think a customer, I mean a, a salesman would be hungrier for a car sale than for pizza? They have some excellent pizza in Delray Beach, so okay. I'm wondering. I don't know. I began the Larry Laydown routine with Michael. I told him I wasn't sure which car I wanted. I said only the car, the only cars I ever owned were hand-me-downs from my parents and my wife's parents. Uh, I'd never really dealt with a car buying experience before. I mean, that's really a setup for Larry Laydown. No homework, no pricing, uh, no competitive measurements. Michael said I sh- shouldn't stress about it and said that it wasn't as bad the car dealers weren't as bad as everyone makes us out to be. I told him my main priorities were, were economics and safety. That's good. I needed a responsible payment, a reasonable payment, I'm sorry, reasonable payment and good fuel efficiency. And I wanted to feel secure with my wife and baby in the car. I told him my wife and I were both teachers. We were uh, doing okay, but we needed a payment that would work uh, with our budget. Michael suggested the 2019 Kia Optima. I think that's got a pretty good rating. Mm -hmm. 
uh, walked, uh, he walked me over to a small table with a couple of chairs. Uh, we sat around. About 10 feet away was the sales manager's tower, a high countertop, which is the top of the manager's head visible to me. And we have, we have visual aids uh, in yeah. this shopping report this time. When I saw that, I saw maybe the manager <laughs> was just very short. <laughs> but it could have been a tower. I'm not sure. Small talk was over. Michael asked, how's your credit? I replied by asking him why he wanted to know. I mean, it's a sensitive subject. I mean, people don't walk up on the street and say, what's your credit number? You know, what's your beacon number? <laughs> it's sensitive. How's your credit? What do you want to know? Michael said it would give him a good idea which vehicle to work numbers on. I guess maybe the, the price vehicle would, would be logical. I told him my score was so-so, about 650. I told my wife had better credit, uh, and I said her score was around 720. I went on to say we needed a payment of no more than $360 to work with our budget. I told him we could come up with $2,500 down. Now, just as an aside here. Don't do that. If you, no, don't do that. If you, find, <laughs> if you find yourself in a position of being questioned about your credit score, say it's none of your business, or say I've got a good credit score, don't let that become part of the discussion. Right. We'll get to that later. That's exactly. What do you got to offer? When you do that, then the buzzards start to circle because when they sense someone that is desperate to buy a car because of a questionable uh, credit rating, they're not going to treat you the same anymore. They're not going to treat you uh, the way they should with courtesy and respect as if you can make a buying decision. Michael asked if I was ready to go find a car. I said I was. We walked over to the line of new Kia Optimus. Michael said the LX trim is the one we should look at. He said it was the base model, but it still had a lot of great features. I picked out a snow white pearl with a, a black interior. The MSRP was 24795 but there was an addendum, the typical, prevalent, common addendum, for an additional $1,595 for stuff like pre-delivery service charge, that was $999, floor mats, $148, nitrofill, we just had a caller about nitrogen, that was Dean from Delray, mm -hmm. memory serves, uh, which is nitro nitrogen, is about as hocus-pocus as you can get. He's probably selling it to Greek-Okia. Yeah. one ninety nine for the uh, worthless nitrogen. Zurich Shield, another useless product, two forty nine. After all that up, it was a dealer list of 26354 So list price is not a term you should be comfortable with. MSRP manufactured suggested retail price is what you should search for. List usually means dealer list. On the drive, Michael appeared to be very interested. We don't want to went on the drive, obviously, uh, in convincing me to lease. Okay, they call it the flip, the lease flip. Said earlier to another caller, car dealers push leases because they make more money. End of conversation. You mentioned that earlier, didn't I you? I did. I did. I said I didn't think my credit was good enough to qualify the lease. He said he could probably get me a good lease with my 650 score, but he could be sure if my wife, who had a 720 score, FICO score, uh, co-signed with me. I said I didn't know anything about leasing, but Michael said it was a great way to get a car and it was perfect for a budget-conscious 
people like me. It was also perfect for commission-conscious people like Michael, because car salesmen make more commission when they lease your car. The car dealer makes more profit. Also, you're going to come back and lease or buy another car because they penalize you if you don't, and the manufacturer feels the same way. So when you go into a car dealership today, they're going to push you, push you, push you to lease the car. I said I didn't know anything about leasing, but Michael said it was a great way to get a car. And did I just read that? Back at the dealership, I waited at the little table and watched Michael confer with his boss at the tower. After several minutes, Michael returned with a bottle of water and a pricing and payment worksheet. The left side of the paper showed a matrix of payments, options for both loan and lease. The right side was like a buyer's order with price fees and taxes all itemized. I haven't seen those before. Have you, Stu? No. It's sophisticated. It's uh, also sinister. And it's uh, a well-thought-out approach to maximize the profit to the dealer. Uh, it's very interesting. A matrix of lease and purchase with different down payments and also different profits to the dealer. The closest it got to my payment and down payment was option number two, 36 months uh, with $2,895 out of my pocket for a payment somewhere between $365 and $375. The payment range is always, is always suspect. The management in the dealerships always say, hit them with a range. Don't give them a firm payment. Give them a range of payment. And when you go into the box, which is the finance office, you always end up at the higher end of the range, or maybe even higher. I said I didn't know. It was a little more money than I wanted to put out, and the low end of the payment range he gave me was $15 out of our budget. Michael jumped up, said he'd run another scenario. Went back to the uh, head peering over the countertop and spoke briefly. Came back with a second worksheet and explained that the payments got much better with my wife on the deal. So now they're factoring in the wife's credit. This time, with $2,895 out of pocket, I could get a payment somewhere between $317 and $317. Wow, said me, Larry Laydown. That's a great payment. It totally works with a budget. You don't ever want to say that to a car dealer. I said I'd have to scrape up another 400 for the down payment, but I said I thought my, my wife would sign off on the deal. I told Michael that I would head home, talk with my wife, and come back on Monday to do the deal. I said we were heading up to the Universal Studios for the weekend. Uh, we were, by the way, if you just tuned in, this is the mystery shop at uh, Greco Kia in Delray. Michael wasn't having it. He tried to get me to do the deal that night. Old school. He got to buy it now. He suggested I call my wife and have her come in now. I said she was having the baby. She's putting, <coughs> putting the baby to bed. Michael asked if, if I would do it now, trying to get me to buy the car. If I would do it now, he'd take another $20 off the payment. Isn't that only? That, what does that tell you? Yeah, only at a car dealership. Only can you imagine buying a loaf of bread or a TV set that way? I mean, cars. Well, they they did that around the year nine forty three. Right, maybe so. Uh, anyway, 
That's how much pressure. He'd take $20 off the payment, which is a huge reduction in price, by the way. Six hundred and something dollars yeah. yeah. Yeah, huge reduction in price. Uh, if, if I would tell my wife to forget about the kid right. and come over the car dealership. Let's keep the baby up to 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, just leave the kid there by himself, <laughs> right. come die, and we get $20 off the payment. Right. Call the babysitter. Outrageous. I said we'd talk about the additional $20 off on Monday. <laughs> I thought that was a good parting shot. I can't do it tonight, but we'll talk about that $20 for exactly. Exactly. Uh, the epilogue, Agent Thunder experienced at uh, Greco uh, Kia was a typical car buying experience in South Florida, truly. Nothing terribly shocking about it. It is shopping, shocking, but not relatively speaking, because it's common, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agent Thunder was naive and unprepared. He was convinced to lease a new Optima without understanding what he was getting into, or he led the salesman to believe. He shrank the payment. In reasonable terms, hid the fact that Michael and the head behind the counter, the manager, were selling Agent Thunder a car for MSRP plus $999 dealer fee plus $398 unwanted accessories, notwithstanding leasing. Lunder, uh, Thunder was also charged the lessor's $695 acquisition fee. Michael made no mention to his budget-minded customer about the disposition fee at the end of the lease, three or $400, potential over-mileage charge, could, which could be thousands of dollars, depending on how many miles you drive. There may or may not have been disclosed later in finance, but Agent Thunder bought the car when we learned about the super low payment. The deed yeah. was already done. That's what, when, you, when you hear that, it doesn't matter if they're showing them fine print on in the finance office. Yeah. The guy already thinks it's a good deal. I got my magnifying glass out, and I, I brought that here. Uh, we use this on all the ads. Yeah. And, uh, I, I use, I I use have, pinch and zoom. Yeah, and we have there. <laughs> and so by, using, by looking at the shopping report here, we found out something more. Besides the documentary fee that was disclosed of $999, there's also something called an electronic filing fee for $132.95. There's also a tag agency fee of $79. So the dealer fees were not all disclosed, which is really bad. That's a big no-no. It's illegal. And this is what we are in the process of now with a firm of attorneys uh, filing a class action suit against dealers that violate the Florida statute of Florida deceptive unfair trade practices on dealer fees. And one of the ways they do that is by not disclosing the dealer fees. So the the document document fee of 999 was disclosed. They changed the name on the dealer fee to electronic filing fee, didn't disclose that. And they also changed the name again, called a tag agency fee. So there was roughly $1,200, and they only disclosed $1,000. Violation of Florida law. They mixed this up, by the way, in the fine print, which you can only read with the magnifying glass or by freezing the screen and expanding it on your computer. Uh, they mixed it up with the battery fee, which is a legitimate fee, $1.50. Uh, the licenses, which they rounded off to $500, and the 
lemon law fee of two dollars and the tire fee. They mixed it all up in the fine print. So it made the do the documentary fee, the electronic filing fee, and the tag agency fee appeals appear somewhat legitimate. One thing they all have in common is fees. But fees are not real fees if the sales tax is charged on them. Sales tax is charged on the doc fee, electronic filing fee, and the tag agency fee, which are all profits to dealers, which are all dealer fees. Uh, it's out there in radio, YouTube, and Facebook land. If you're a witness to anyone doing what we just described at Greco Kia and Del Rey, we'd like to hear from you because our attorneys who are going to file the class action suit are looking for witnesses. Uh, we cannot encourage someone who is a victim to file the class action suit. That's illegal to, to ask someone to file a class action suit. But it's not illegal to ask for witnesses to this act being performed. So if you know someone who was victimized by not disclosing dealer fees in a purchase or lease, mm -hmm. uh, let us know. You can contact <coughs> us. At, uh, well, you can do it anonymously. Anonymously. That way you're, you, you know, you're, not a, yeah. you're not a stoolie. Youranonymousfeedback.com would be a great way to contact us, and you don't have to squeal on the dealer or squeal on your friend, but if you're a witness to this happening, you contact us at youranonymousfeedback.com, Y-O-U-R, anonymous, A-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback, F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K.com, youranonymousfeedback.com, and let us know if you witness any car dealer with yourself or another person, uh, not disclosing the dealer fees by any other name, then we'd like to hear from you. Yep. Speaking of anonymous feedback, we got one while we were talking. Let's hear it. Um, Earl, and there's exclamation, Earl, a Honda is suing Massachusetts. Actually, Honda Financing North America is suing Massachusetts. Massachusetts has a law written in such a way that does not explicitly express that a lien holder be notified that a car has been confiscated. The car can be confiscated by police, sent to the impound lot, and subsequently sold at auction. The original lien holder is removed in two ways. A new, a new and clean title is issued, and the lien holder does not get the money from the auction. What are your thoughts, a loyal listener? Now, Honda is suing Massachusetts. <coughs> Honda Financing North America is suing wow. Massachusetts. Boy. So they're saying the, the lien holder, the bank, doesn't have to be notified if it's been con confiscated, I guess, by authorities such as the police. Well, that sounds outrageous. Yeah. I'm surprised that they just wouldn't settle that. How could you not notify the lien holder when you confiscate a car? Correct. I uh, <coughs> have a feeling this will uh, probably, they, they're going to win this one. Well, they're going to win it. Uh, why wouldn't they settle it? Class actions are very, very expensive. And you think that the state of Massachusetts is very interesting. I'm, I'm about to Google to confirm that. And, uh, and uh, if you're listening, who sent us a text, I'd love to have you follow up and let us know. I'll also do a little research and find out what Florida and the other states do. But as a uh, lender, I would be in state of shock. Not having a, a, a law degree, um, I did say common sense would tell me that you'd have to let the, the lien holder know. But yeah. that's just me. Uh, since we've got some time left, I must have gotten through that shopping report rather quick. I do have time for a commercial, and so uh, don't turn don't turn off the radio right now. It's not a real commercial. It's for BigDogRanchRescue.com. It's actually for my book. Thank you very much. Oof. Oof. Uh, 
Big Dog Ranch Rescue is my favorite charity, Nancy's favorite charity, and uh, we're looking for homes all the time for doggies. Uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue finds homes last year for close to 10,000 dogs. That included about 5,000 that were brought in from other places that were hurricane struck like the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. But typically, we find homes for about 5,000 local dogs. Uh, we're the largest no-kill shelter, Big Dog Ranch Rescue, in the state of Florida. If you buy this book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, uh, which is my book, uh, I am the recovering car dealer, is a handbook on how not to be ripped off by a car dealer, just like this radio show is. And if you go to Amazon, Amazon.com, who, who has threatened to sue me, by the way, not about the book, about the billboard, I digress. You can go to Amazon.com, buy the book, and 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And it, you can save a dog this way. Uh, we also have a beautiful facility out on Okeechobee Boulevard in West Palm Beach. Uh, many, many acres. We have a lake for the doggies, a swimming pool for the doggies, walking paths with AstroTurf. We have our own uh, veter veterinarian. We have our own trainer. And uh, if you want to go out there and shop for doggies or go online and shop for doggies at bdrr.org. BDRR as in Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Uh huh. www.bdrr.org. You can look at all our dogs out there and find one you like and chomp around. And uh, we'd love to have you help us out. It's just a shame what happens uh, to dogs. They get abandoned. Uh, people move into homes, uh, or I should say apartments, condos that don't allow dogs. I was talking to a gentleman the other day at uh, Cascades, and he had a dog that was over 50 pounds, and he had to find another home for his dog. Unfortunately, people aren't always thoughtful about finding other homes when they move, and some dogs are just abandoned on the streets, and thousands of dogs are turned in in Palm Beach County. They're found running free, running out, and a lot of people that rescue these dogs, quote-unquote, euthanize them after a period of time. Big Dog Ranch Rescue does not euthanize dogs. They have dogs that are brought over from shelters that do this. We get calls from all over the country. We send our, we have uh, trucks, cars that we send up to other states and pick up dogs, bring them to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and we save them by finding loving homes. So you can do your part. And you can also do yourself a favor or friends, relatives, if you want someone that has to buy a car and you don't want to be ripped off by a car dealer, you buy confessions of a recovering car dealer, knowing that all the money that you paid for that, 100%, goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And that's the end of my commercial. Thank you very Yay. much. Yay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> Special Steve effects. Steve Leto, L-E-H-T-O, who's an attorney who posted a video on that Honda case. Really? A video? Right. Interesting. Fantastic. Uh, hometown News. Oh, we have two minutes. I have time to tell you about Florida Weekly and Hometown News. Uh, this is uh, Florida Weekly. This week's uh, issue of Florida Weekly is Don't Get Spotted, a story about being careful about car dealers telling you to take the car home immediately when you pick your car out. And 
the this this issue this uh, blog ran in hometown news last week. The week before they stagger each other. Oh, he's so cute. And what is my? Uh, they went back to that again. Yeah, yeah. And what is the uh, hometown news uh, blog? Is what seniors think twice before leasing a car. And we had a call about that very subject. Yeah. Seniors, be careful. Uh, before you lease a car because you have to realize you're obligating yourself for all the payments on that lease. And even if you die or can't drive, uh, if you die, your estate can be held responsible. I had a call about that article saying that he had seen uh, his wife had passed away and uh, the estate was not held responsible because his wife was only person on the lease. Uh, we checked with the leasing company. They say they will not actually pursue this in the courts, but you could legally, technically be held responsible anyway. Yeah, hey, Stu, did anyone uh, write the mystery shopping report? Um, oh, gosh, let me take a look here. Sorry. I was too busy. We had a text that came in a little bit late in the show, so I wanted to make sure to uh, to answer that. We only got one minute left. Um, yes, we have Dan, who's given them a C-. minus. We have Mary, which has given them a D-. minus. And hold on, let check Facebook. Okay, I'm giving them a D minus. D minus, Rick. What's your score? I'm going F all the way around. That's uh, we have, yeah, and we have an, an F on Facebook. So, yeah, okay. I, I, I think we got to pass him. I hate to. Yeah, we're moving so fast here. Uh, C minus for me. On the on a curve, we're going to give them a, a minimal passing score because they didn't do anything worse than the other car dealers. Well, this is a big Lady. moment for Greco. Ladies, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a YouTube grade of D. Yeah. 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 In, in popular vote, they failed. But again, to maintain a credible don't buy, do buy recommendation, we can't fail them because we got too many car dealers out there just as bad. That was yeah. our mystery shopping report from Del Rey. That's Graco. That is Graco Kia. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. Have a wonderful weekend. See you back right back here, same time, same station. <laughs>